0: Good evening. This episode of Matter of Theology, before we get started, we just wanted to uh, provide a listener discretion warning. Uh, The topic that we're talking about in this episode of Matter of Theology does deal with real life and death literally life and death issues, uh, and there will be some quotes read that do contain a uh, uh, language that would be viewed as profanity, possibly, or strong language. So we know that there are a lot of families that do listen to our show and we value that. And so we do just start out this episode of this of Matter of Theology and say listener discretion advised. This creature from the dirt defied The everlasting holy God. Scripture is holy. It is sanctified, set apart from any and all other writings that we have ever had and will ever exist. Self-esteem, that is a satanic idea. You're not as important as you think you are.
1: If you have no desire to know who God is, then can you even be sure that he knows you?
2: The gates of hell itself, or the coronavirus itself,
0: will not stand against Jesus building his church. Come on. This is what's wrong with the Christian church today. We don't know who God is.
1: Give us some men who know the truth. One man, Jew and Gentile, bond and free. One, there is no race in Christ Jesus. Oh, how a man needs to fear
0: God, that that man might cling to his word. Give us some preachers
1: who aren't tripping over their skirt to get into the pulpit.
0: What's wrong with you people? Thank you for tuning in to Matter of Theology. Matter of Theology is a podcast production of Faithful Life Ministries, where we address church and cultural issues from a biblical standpoint. We seek to bring you biblical truths, despite what the popular movements or networks of the day teach. We are on Patreon, so if you would like to partner with us, and we would greatly appreciate that, head on over to patreon.com/slash Matter of Theology and become a subscriber. We have a variety of plans. Uh, for you to choose from, uh, if you would like to donate, uh, just in the regular old way, faithful life ministries is a registered 501 C 3 nonprofit ministry. So your donation is tax deductible. And, uh, if you have any questions about that, please, please don't hesitate to reach out, uh, and donate your donations. Of course, do help us continue to put out content. Um, and we love doing that. So, uh, with that being said, welcome. And, uh, Josh. Take it away
2: now. Yeah, sounds good. Well, a little peek behind the curtain to our our, our listeners our, that we love and that we are completely honest with 100% yes. of the time. Yes. This is take two. This is take two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we and recorded. I wasn't going <laughs> to mention that. But now you I do. know, but
2: I'm going to do it because yes. I love Keep our listeners. Real. Keep it real. I'm keeping it real. This is take two. Um, we recorded this. Episode and it was a hard one and we Mm -hmm. slogged through it and we were emotionally spent at the end only to realize oh the audio didn't record and it just disappeared into the ether. It's in purgatory right now and we don't think it's ever gonna get out. (laughs) So that being said, like Chris said, we are talking about a very hard issue today. Um we're talking about the recent uh murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis on May 25th, um, before we get into the details of George uh, and the, the murder that happened, the horrific crime that happened, um, I want to kind of set the stage and set the tone of the podcast a little bit with some scripture, just some scripture that I've been mulling over uh, while looking and you know watching these events uh, unfold, not just the murder, but also the events that have transpired since then. Um, I'm just going to just, just do some hot take, uh, scriptures real quick. Just things that have been in my head, um, that I think apply very specifically to this situation. Uh, Proverbs eleven seventeen says the merciful man does good for his own soul, but he who is cruel troubles his own flesh. Matthew 5, 7 says, blessed are the merciful. So for they shall obtain mercy. Matthew seven twelve says, therefore, whatever you want men to do to you. Do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Galatians 6, 7 through 10 says, Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap If we do not lose heart, therefore we have an opportunity. Let us do good to all, especially those who are in the household of faith. And finally, James 2.13. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. All scriptures here speak of the call of the Christian to be merciful in their conduct and the lord is a god of justice but he is also a god of grace and mercy mm-hmm. and when mercy is not showed from image bearer to image bearer it is a lie and an affront to the image that we bear and that is the image of god so on may 25th in minneapolis george floyd uh, an african american man was uh, detained um, and the details of why he was detained are still up in the air. Um, flooding you know, in
0: daily.
2: Flooding in daily, um, but, but those don't matter. <laughs> those, those frankly do not matter because what sure. happened is uh, a video surfaced, and if you've seen the video, you know what I'm talking about. If you have not seen the video, um, I will give you a warning. Um, I think you should watch it. I think it's important to see. However, um, it is an extremely hard thing to watch. Um, It stays with you. It sticks with you. Um, Because what we see in the video um, is George Floyd on his face, uh, hands behind his back, handcuffed, um, with a police officer a former police officer of Minneapolis named Derek Chauvin or Chauvin, not sure how to say his last name with his knee on the back of Floyd's neck. And what you hear in the video is George pleading to have the knee removed from the back of his neck because he can't breathe
0: over 15 times,
2: over 15 times you hear George pleading with the officer to remove his knee. While at the same time, the officers are screaming at George to stop resisting and get in the car. And you hear George say, I will, I will just please let me up. I can't breathe. And the officer's knee was on the back of his neck for seven or eight minutes. Eight minutes. And for the first three minutes, you hear George pleading, And telling the officer, I can't breathe. My chest is beginning to hurt. My body is hurting. And then after three minutes, the pleads for help stop. Hmm. Um, And George had been suffocated. And at 925, the EMTs rushed him to the hospital where they pronounced him dead. And an image bearer of God was murdered by one who swore an oath to protect the sanctity of life. And many details have rolled out since then about the other officers yeah. and the relationship between Floyd and, or the the possible, at this point, relationship between Floyd and the officer that, that killed him. Um, we know that the officer... Who had his knee on the back of his neck uh, was also with another another officer who was his brother in law um, and at the end of the day, pleads for help were not answered and you see an officer smirking while he has his knee on the back of George's neck and he murdered him in front of a camera in front of many people and now uh the entire nation has seen this video
0: yeah at one one point he he rolls back and says what do you want and and george says i I can't breathe and the guy's like well get in the car he said i will and then uh the the officer former officer and i'm glad you said it that way Mm -hmm. uh leaned forward and continued with the same amount of pressure uh in a maneuver that is in no way shape or form uh, and I've actually heard this from former uh, police officers uh, who who are involved in training in defensive tactics and martial arts as well. That this is not a a a a. a it's minute- not a sanctioned no. or a trained. No. Thank you. Yeah, yeah.
2: Thank right, you. right. It's yeah. it's not a it's not a sanctioned or a trained means of re- of of Detaining. containing yeah. Yeah. of containing an individual. Yeah. Um, that is not how police officers are trained. To no. block the airways of somebody, and here's the thing: even I said this when we recorded the first time, and I don't want to say it again. Even if, and I don't believe this because there's no video evidence at this point to show it, but even if George Floyd was resisting arrest and posing a threat at the moment, and throughout the the duration of the time that George is being suffocated by this police officer, he's on his face. With his hands handcuffed behind his back, an officer holding down his legs, and an officer pinning his head to the ground with his knee. He is no longer a threat. Correct. The threat had been neutralized. And I realize that there are many times where police officers have to use excessive force to neutralize a threat. Sure. And in many times that is very appropriate. Not here. This was not one of those times. So... I wanted to talk about this because I think this is a really, really important and, and you can, any, you know, you guys can ask Drew and and, and Chris, I don't suggest or ask to talk about stuff often. (laughs) There was, there was something about this that just, it hit me really, really hard. I think it's important that we address this because this is an important issue. This is a very important issue. Um, Since then. Uh, Derek Chauvin has been charged with third degree murder and manslaughter. Um, I said this in the last, again, this is my opinion. Um, I believe that it should, and I believe it will be increased to second degree um, just because of the callous and the, the complete lack of respect for life that was displayed in that video. Um, I think he should be charged with second degree murder. Um, and murder it was. And it's a very hard thing to talk about. Very hard thing to watch. So with that, I'm going to launch into
1: you guys. Go ahead. Yeah. The, the whole duty of a police officer is to preserve life. As a police officer, you are a sworn in civil servant. Your job is to protect the community that's your job to serve and protect that's the right. community you you're not uh, a sheriff in the wild west mm. you are called to keep order you are called to preserve life whether that be the lives of the bystanders or that be the lives of the person you are detaining because let me tell you this every person under our legal system is innocent until proven guilty. Great point. Yes, sir. They do not become just because you assume them to be guilty of a crime that does not make them a criminal. That's right. Therefore, you have no right, especially when a man is not struggling, when you already had him in cuffs, you have no right to use any excessive force. At that point, you are depriving that individual of liberty and you are depriving them, which ultimately it ended up depriving them of his life. Right. Mm -hmm. And I am Mm. thankful that that this officer has been arrested. Uh, I am thankful that he has been charged with a degree of murder. Um, Josh, I, I agree. I think. I think it should get up to murder. I think it will get up to murder too. Um, But also, when we look at God's law, what does God's law say is the penalty for murder? Well, it says that this officer should receive the death penalty.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and our our justice system will, uh, you know, depending on how he pleads and depending on if there's any plea deals or or anything of the like, will will sort out what the penalty is. But but there there needs to be a penalty. Yes. It, yes, it needs to be it needs to be life. Like if if he is found guilty, and he should be found guilty because it's mm-hmm. it's yep. it's on
1: the video yep. we <laughs> we see it. Yep. Um. Yeah. Now, if I if I can, I want to because we did an episode on Ahmaud Arbery, yeah, and I mm-hmm. want to, yeah. to to clarify kind of the difference in in talking about these situations now and how we approach it. Now with Ahmad Arbery, we had, what, a nine second video or 36 something? seconds, 36 second video. And within that, within that video, there's a lot of questions that come raised and we don't have the answers to those questions. So we have to sit back and we have to wait until all the facts come out. And what ended up coming out was you had other surveillance footage from houses across the street or nearby or surveillance footage from inside that house mm-hmm. that displayed what he was doing. Uh, does that mean he deserved to die? No, it doesn't. Absolutely not. Absolutely. No, not. no, um, no. But there's a, in that situation, we have to, we can't rush the gun and, and, and demand action be taken when we don't have all the facts. Um, now in, in the case of uh, Mr. George Floyd, we have the video evidence that went it, viral and it went viral. Right. And with that video evidence, every single person that saw it is now a witness to murder.
0: Absolutely. And, and I mean, something else to, uh, to, to remember and, 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 and Josh, you pointed it out wonderfully is as a civil servant, as a police officer, uh drew, you said it as well. You, you take an oath to protect mm-hmm. and serve. And that includes, uh, those in your custody, uh, those the suspects and or people of interest. Um, you know, uh, Josh, to your point, I wholeheartedly echo and agree. Um, you know, there has not been any evidence thus far um, to support uh, the claim from Minneapolis PD that uh, George Floyd resisted arrest in a way that would have resulted in any sort of uh, uh, aggressive tactic to detain him. Uh, quite the opposite has been shown uh, so far. And again, I, if, if anybody yeah. listened to uh, my commentary from the uh, biblical response to an Arbery issue, um, you know, facts are important. Facts are, as I'm going to get into later, are not distractions. Uh, facts are facts, and we need facts, and we need context. And yeah, right. um, from this context, uh, George Floyd was 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 killed. Uh, um, and 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 as of today, I actually heard uh, some people talking about the autopsy today, and the official cause of death uh, was was related to a heart condition, but that was exacerbated by what he was experiencing on May twenty five.
2: Yeah, by not being able to breathe. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It, well. Well. And, and you know, let's let's say this too. Even if even a video or evidence comes out that at the beginning of this entire, like when this altercation began, that Floyd was resisting arrest. Right. Even if that's the case, when the video starts, he's no longer resisting. Correct. Correct. They have neutralized the threat. They have him detained. Desiring to comply. Yes. Right. And just because someone is resisting arrest at the beginning does not give police officers free reign to be able to use the same level of force throughout the entire scenario. Correct. Right. You need to meet the... And the reason, yeah, the reason (laughs) I got my degree in criminal justice, I was going to be a cop and then the Lord directed me into a different direction. You can't, you you meet the level with the necessary force. Correct. Mm -hmm. You meet the threat with the necessary force. And when that level increases your force increases, when that level decreases your force also decreases just to the point to keeping the individual and the police officers safe. Mm -hmm. Right. Because the safety of the community and the safety of the police officers is the police officers main objective in that right. scenario yeah the object um, is
1: to maintain control but to maintain maintain control and uh uh keep the
0: person alive
1: yeah
2: that, <laughs> that'd be great <laughs> yeah. yeah if we could do that that'd be fantastic yeah,
0: yeah absolutely Absolutely. And, and I'll say, you know, I, I, again, and, and just, uh, I'm, I'm actually thankful, uh, to be honest that our first recording, uh, I mean, it was again, Josh, to your point, we, we slugged through it and and I thought it was, uh, uh, you know, uh, something that we, uh, not, not enjoyed. I mean, it's just not a pleasant subject to talk about, but, uh, but something uh, that we felt like honored the Lord, um, and, and, and spoke to the issue from a biblical standpoint. Um, you know, and uh, one of the things that we that we talked about before was, you know, police interactions and and what that badge gives you license to do and not do. Mm. Um, well,
2: and, and what that badge, what some police officers think that that badge gives them license to do and not do. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, not all, but there are some, a few bad apples that they go into and you see it in 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 military too they just want the uniform uh and Mm. the respect that comes along with it but they they go and they get their badge and they get their gun and they think they're the top dog they think everyone has to obey them now they think they have all the authority they think they've watched I mean, they've watched too many TV shows and too many movies, and so now they just come through a town and they just start Mike Lowrying it up and just shooting up things mm-hmm. and and using excessive force and think there's going to be no consequences against them. Now, I do want to say, are there examples of police brutality? Absolutely. there sure. are. Sure. There, there's mm-hmm. cases of excessive force, but we also have to realize that not every case. Is a case of excessive force or a case sure. of police brutality sure. as well. So we sure. have to be fair when we when we address issues of police brutality. We can't. We, we're mm-hmm. not going to be ignorant and and blind to the fact that injustices occur, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. especially uh, injustices by those who swear oaths to protect us. Because uh, I mean, George Floyd was killed by a man who swore an oath to protect him as a citizen.
2: Yeah, and right, yeah.
1: and so now. You have people who are saying, "Can I trust my civil servants? Mm. Can I can I can I really be comfortable around them and trust that they have my well-being at hand?" Mm. Um, now, I say I think most of them yes, but, but there are those few bad apples that make those those really good cops, the ones that that come into this profession that desire to give of themselves in order to, to protect and serve the community. Those who know the risk that their wives and their families know the risk that their husband might not be coming home that day. Right. And, and these are men that, that sure, they see probably the worst of the worst and we would never, ever want to see some of the things that they see. So we can't, we can't, Take the minority and apply it to the majority. We have to take it on a case-by-case basis. And right now, we're looking at the case of of George Floyd, and we're saying this is absolute police brutality, and it never should have happened. And I'll say this, those officers, Derek Chauvin and Tao Thao, they were brother-in-laws that came out but they also have a list of complaints and internal affair investigations against them Mm. they should have been kicked off the force a long time ago yeah yeah this wasn't this wasn't their
2: first their first issue right right is the thing you know and and to touch on your point there drew that you never want to take the minority or what we hope again what we hope Mm -hmm. And I praise is the minority and apply it to the whole. Right. And say, well, that's just the rule. Right. Um, And unfortunately there are those individuals who desire to be a police officer because of the status that it gives them Mm -hmm. because they struggle with arrogance. Mm -hmm. They're prideful and they enjoy having the authority over other people. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that, that, very so uh, cra- crazily that, that's not a word it, 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 it is it, a word it, is it is it really crazily? It okay it crazily mirrors the pastorate yeah and ministry yep I and i'm I'm one of those individuals who had their faith in pastors as a whole mm-hmm. uh like shook <laughs> and rocked because of the actions of one or two really really bad pastors that should not have been in the role of pastorate Um, and it's a harsh reality reality to deal with is that there are men who enter into the pastorate because of the status that it will give them because they like the thrill of being up front they like the thrill of being seen and being heard and being held Mm -hmm. on this pedestal as pastor and the when that if that's your motivation it's there's no way for it to end except the way that it ended with this police officer in Floyd you are going to spiritually kill someone
0: mm-hmm. amen yep
2: amen yep and you're you will lose all credibility and lose all trust mm-hmm. just
1: as this police officer did uh in this scenario well i mean really we that's what we're seeing with the reaction from the church especially we're seeing mm-hmm. that because you have pastors that shouldn't be pastors they approach this issue now they for some reason they only approach the issue when it's when it is an an issue that appears to be of race they only chime in in those is, instances mm-hmm. but they don't teach their congregation the bible therefore they don't their congregation the people in their churches they don't know how to view these situations through the lens of scripture. So they end up viewing it through the lens of the world and saying, well, how the world reacts, that's how they should react. And then they get, they get on the side of the world and leave behind actually what they say they claim to believe.
0: Yeah, so, so what's happened, and, and I, I addressed this when we talked about um, Ahmaud Arbery, what happens is they end up, uh, Drew, to use your, your buddy Conrad's uh, words here, they have exercised uh, themselves and their, their, their congregations from deep theological teaching and they've replaced it with worldly socioeconomic and political rhetorics such as criminal, uh, critical race theory and, and black liberation theology yeah um yeah and we ain't talking about
1: exercises making it stronger we're talking about exercise as as cast off
0: absolutely permanently and you know and that's that just kind of brings you know brings us to what i i kind of wanted to talk about um with this is you know is it is it what happened to george floyd is is horrific we've talked about that absolutely it is it's tragic and it is heartbreaking and uh, excessive force uh, by this officer and officers that were there uh, was absolutely used. Um, was it motivated by hatred? Absolutely. I wholeheartedly believe that it was. And now, yeah. was it hatred that was fueled by ethnic hatred? Um, we we cannot answer that at this point. And I, and I want to quote Dr. Josh Bice here when he says this. He said, quote, Uh, This officer failed to respect the dignity and value of human life, regardless of George Floyd's ethnicity, regardless of George Floyd's melanin count. The fact that he was a human being should have prevented the unnecessary force that was used against him on the streets of Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. And and I start my commentary in this by reiterating that and, of course, uh, asking those questions because just as drew stated those the the response that we're seeing from those inside the church for the most part again it it, not everyone thankfully um but the response has been nothing short of propagating a, a spirit of division and for me um you know if i'm being honest this has been this has been as hard to watch for me as the riots um and and be, because all we're seeing is a spirit of division in the church yeah. and and how the whole situation is 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 being handled of course it, it's exposing the pride and and I'm just going to come right out and say it the downright ignorance of many yeah. who profess faith in Christ Brad, and you you have to you have to pull those quotes
2: out right now I know I, I I know you did it later in the app when we recorded the first time but like it's <laughs> some of those tweets dude like
0: yeah well uh, i mean
2: exactly what you're talking about right now.
0: yeah yeah well and and, i mean josh i like you i mean there there are a couple of passages of scripture that uh that i I, want to lay down first and then yes Mm -hmm. i wholeheartedly agree and and there's been again i said i said it before i'm kind of thankful that the other recording uh didn't record <laughs> because there, there have been some other things just in the last 12 hours that have come out, mm-hmm. um, that also speak to this. Um, you know, but Proverbs eighteen thirteen says he who gives an answer before he hears it is folly and shame to him. Uh, James, we're f- all familiar with this chapter one, 19 and 20, this, you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear slow mm-hmm. to speak and slow to anger for the anger of man, does not achieve the righteousness of god and and uh, i won't read this uh just for the sake of time but i mean john chapter 17 13 through 21 jesus himself is praying that we would be one as he and the father are one our savior our lord and savior who has set the example for us in how to respond in a situation like this um is praying for and continues to pray for our unity and all you're hearing, not all you're hearing. I, I, let me, let me start that again. The mo for the most part, when you yeah. are logging into social media is you're hearing outrage and apologies. And the outrage that you're hearing is based on and in and rooted in the fact that the, that George Floyd was black and this, the cop that killed him was white. Mm-hmm. You, you have those from a leadership standpoint inside the church, thrusting a worldly na- narrative that is nowhere in scripture. So I want to quote Josh and then and then uh, uh, Josh Bice and then again and then I know uh, I saw I saw you guys. So quote: the media and popular celebrities on social media outlets are pressing a narrative of racism and police brutality as a result of George Floyd's death. I think it's foolish to make decisions without proper knowledge and to rush to conclusions when all the information is not available. When we behave that way, we become pawns in the hand of the media and weapons for political gain during an election season. The fact is, I have no idea if this officer was motivated by a racist heart. Before we twist the case of George Floyd, into a cultural story about white versus black, perhaps we should focus on what we know. Period. Close quote. And that is the response of a pastor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, again, you know, people are assuming this is motivated by race, and but the the more that comes out, I mean, people have been have been so frustrated with people who say, "Well, let's wait." until more facts come out and we've seen facts come out like they've worked together at at a nightclub. Now, George Floyd and Derek Chauvin. Yeah. 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 Now had they, even the the club owner said, well, I don't know if they've actually met or anything like that. Uh, I can't be sure. So we know they, they've worked at the same place. Um, And then, but they've also this incident as well. The problem is people are looking at the situation and saying, this is another black guy killed by a white cop when how we should be looking at it is saying this was an innocent man, an image bearer of God that was killed by a corrupt cop because the two are not the same.
2: No, 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 the only thing that would be the same in that scenario is that the, the cop would still be corrupt. And mm-hmm. in, in in both situations. Right. But we we have a problem here's the thing when when pastors and churches and Chris is going to read some quotes from some pastors that'll r- knock your socks off later. Oh yeah. But um when pastors and churches engage in this type of uh scenario on the grounds that the world wants them to do so they are surrendering the battlefield we as christians need to not allow the culture to define where the battle lines are amen
1: yes exactly and the church Thank is
2: you. the church is doing that in engaging in this issue as primarily a racism issue you are only scratching the surface of what the real problem is. Again, let's put our biblical counseling hats on, right? Yep. Racism, hatred, unforgiveness, pride, arrogance, they are all symptoms Mm -hmm. and outward manifestations of a deeper issue. Mm -hmm. And that deeper issue is the depravity of man and the need for Jesus Christ and his gospel. Amen. And churches, when they engage in these in these issues, simply on the surface level of dealing with it as racism... And here's the thing. We should all condemn racism. Racism is horrible. Sure. It is wrong. It is sinful. There is nothing godly about it. Absolutely. But if we're just going to deal with the issues on the surface level, you are never going to have change. You can't just behavior modificate. I just... <laughs> I just had a Bushism. <laughs> I got to behavior modify. We got to make sure we get all the behaviors oh modificating. Oh man, that was horrible. Um, that was awesome. <laughs> you cannot, you cannot just resort to behavior modification and try to fix racism without dealing with where the racism is coming
0: from. Well, okay. And, and, and I'm going to go off script here for just a second because Uh-oh. this is something I thought about today. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we see in the book of Matthew, uh, in chapter five, Jesus says these words. He says, for, for I say to you that unless your righteousness surpasses all that the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that the ancients were told you shall not commit murder or, uh, and sorry, and whoever commits murder shall be liable in the court. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother, shall be guilty before the court. Hmm. So my question for all of us, have we ever had hatred in our heart for our brother? And if it weren't for the grace of God, all of us would be the officer with the knee in the neck of another human being. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's yeah. that's the truth. And I'm going to quote, again, going to go off script here. I, I heard this quote earlier today, and I I, I about fell over you know, Daryl Harrison said this, he said, quote, metaphorically speaking, we all have had our knee in the neck of Jesus Christ.
2: Mm, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the perspective that I wish churches would view this issue through is absolutely is, is racism a real problem? Yes, it is. Sure. Of course. Um, but racism itself isn't the end all of the problem. It's a manifestation of a deeper problem that Hatred. only the gospel can fix.
0: need right. a new heart, man.
2: Right, you need a new heart. Our culture needs Jesus, and that's where the battle line is.
0: Yeah, and that that Josh uh, again that that kind of picks up right where uh, right where mm-hmm. I left off. Uh, and, and you know, we should not be joining in the world and claiming that we're divided by race. Our our divisions mm. exist because of our own sin and depravity. And as believers, we're not divided according to ethnicity. I've said this before. I just recently finished Dr. Stephen J. Lawson's new book, New Life in Christ. And he says this in that book, quote, in the mind of God, there are only two groups in the world into which everyone finds themselves. By his estimate, there are not three groups or four groups into which humankind is divided. Neither are there five groups or ten groups. As God sees the world, there are only two distinct groups. These two classifications are polar opposites, Mm -hmm. as radically different as they can be. We are all sharply divided between those two, those groups who believe in Jesus Christ and those who do not. Mm -hmm. So, so, so now I'm going to get into these quotes and and I'm going to do something here, um, that we've been careful not to do a matter of theology. However, I, I believe in this case it's, it's warranted as the response that has come from people like this inevitably will lead to further divisions inside the church. And, and please know as well that, that, that what I'm saying here is said in care and concern and love for this person and the body of Christ. And
2: so, what you're saying is you're actually going to put effort into getting us in trouble.
0: Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so, I also want to say that it, you know, that my, my desire for, for the words I'm, I'm about to say are not only seasoned with salt, but seasoned with love, as, as this person is someone that the Lord has used in huge ways in my life. Uh, Louis Giglio he a brother in Christ and someone who is very he's a very popular pastor, he's a speaker, he's the founder of the Passion Movement and pastor of Passion City Church. And again, I said the Lord's used this man in huge ways in my life. His book, um this is the air I breathe, worship as a way of life was a game changer for me as a young believer. Yeah. Um and and you know, uh he introduced me to to mighty theologians such as A.W. Tozer, Ravi Ravi Zacharias, Uh, I remember when Passion City Church first began, we were meeting at the Tabernacle here in Atlanta, and basically he rebuked all of those who came for a free Chris Tomlin concert. And then he went on to preach an incredible sermon where he challenged all of us not to walk away from church asking this question, what did you get out of it? I don't know. What did you get out of it? Louis reminded us that the church's first priority was to worship God in spirit and in truth and ask this question, did I give God my best offering of worship as it's all about him? Mm-hmm. And then my wife and I spent the next two years attending to passion city. I, I, I volunteered there for a time. And it was during that time that the Lord used Louis and his wife, Shelly and many others for my further growth and sanctification. And again, I point all of this out to say over the next few minutes, um, you know, I this comes from a place of love for Christ, his truth, and his church, the big C church, um, and, and a love for for my brother and former pastor, Louis. And, and so Louis said this the day the video was released in, in a post on Facebook. He said, quote, help. Just seeing the sickening video from Minneapolis of the senseless death of George Floyd. George Floyd's pleas for help were not heard. But we have got to find an answer. This has to end. Something has to change now. And then he quotes Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Frey in saying, quote, being black in America should not be a death sentence, period, close quote. Hashtag I can't breathe. Hashtag George Floyd. So Up until he quoted the mayor, we were doing okay. Oh, I'm gonna say actually up until he said, But we have to, but we have got to find an answer. Uh, I mean, the video was sickening. What happened to George is senseless and terrible and tragic, as as we've already pointed out. He cried out over 15 times, I can't breathe. But what follows is dangerous. It's dangerous, and it's pastorally irresponsible. It does nothing but propagate a socioeconomic... a biblically false, biologically and even psychologically false rhetoric that should never come from a pastor's lips or keyboard. All this does is continue to separate or segregate and cause further division. It does nothing to unite. And and remember, we we just can't say we're united. We have to be united in the truth, not a truth, the truth found in God's word as that is the only thing that will bring absolute and full comfort in this scenario. So I'm, I'm going to pause right there. And then and there's some, some, some scripture that I wanted to read as far as the answer that Louie's looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but fellas, what, what you got?
1: Yeah. What, what, what would it be like if Louis said that, but then instead of quoting the mayor, he said, we need to find an answer. And then he quoted scripture.
0: Thank you.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I was trying to say is 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 up until the point he quotes the mayor. I agree with his tweet. There's something that's wrong. We need help. (laughs) There needs to be a change. Um, But then his solution to that change is sadly just kind of him buying into the narrative Mm -hmm.
1: again and allowing the world to define where he fights. Yeah. But I mean, even taking that quote from the mayor, clearly neither one of them know what's going on in Chicago.
0: Well, uh, to to which to which here's my question. Here's one of my questions for Louis. Galatians one ten. For am I now seeking the favor of men or of God, or am I striving to please men? If I were still try, striving to please men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. In no way, shape, or form, Louis, does that response or the response I'm going to read that you that you put on Facebook two days later, in no way does that show, and and i'm not saying you're not but in no way does that show that you're a bond servant of christ what that shows is that you're a bond servant to virtue signaling mm-hmm. and and not the truth and All it's right. disappointing and it's heartbreaking well, because you know, and, go ahead. sorry
2: no no no, no. finish that
0: well be, because because again you know you, you're saying that we have to find an answer this has to end something has to change you know we know the answer. We know what the issue is. And we talked about it earlier. It's the human heart. We clearly see that found in scripture, Jeremiah seventeen nine. the heart is more deceitful than all else and desperately sick. Mm-hmm. Who can understand it? You know, Romans three says that, that, that our throats are like open graves, um, like the poison of asps, uh, that, that no one is righteous. No, not one. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, quote, My brethren, when man fell in the garden, manhood fell entirely. There was not one single pillar in the temple of manhood that stood erect. And uh, two quick quotes from Daryl Harrison, uh, quote, It's interesting, if not ironic, that some Christians apparently expect the law to accomplish what only the gospel can, which is precisely why we have the gospel in the first place. Those who have taken an oath to protect and serve Undergo all manner of training, or should I'm going to add that in there, an examination in order to earn the privilege of reciting those words. But there's no examination for the human heart. Wearing a badge does not pretend purity of motive. And he quotes Ecclesiastes seven twenty, which says, "Indeed, there is not a righteous man on earth who continually does good and who never sins." So, Josh, what are we going to say, to him?
2: Oh, I was just going to say that that we all. We all have had many moments in our lives. At least I know I have, where I have missed the mark and I've gotten distracted. Sure. Um, in where I should be fighting, mm-hmm. Amen. Um, and too. I think I think I think that's where, at least in this tweet, uh, Louis is. And again, a lot of things can play into that. You know, it can be pressure from society, pressure from his church, pressure. You know, whatever it is. Um, I think we we've all we've all been there. We've all sure. been at points where we have been distracted. But when you are in a position of leadership and you are in a position um, of leading God's people and having that responsibility that has been bestowed upon you by God, um, precision of language is so important Amen. Mm-hmm. yes, and thinking through the issues through the lens, not of society or not of narrative, but of scripture
1: mm-hmm.
2: is paramount in not mm-hmm. just the pastor's life. It's paramount in the Christian's life. This isn't sure. just something that's right. unique to pastors. Yeah.
0: Sure. Absolutely. We
2: need to not allow the the society and the narratives that we hear, whether they're true or not, to be the filter in which we view and speak to issues. It has to be completely first and last sola scriptura that we view mm-hmm. and yep. deal with issues. Yep. Because if that's, if we don't have that, we're not again, like we said, we're not going to be actually addressing the deeper and real problems. Because scripture is the only thing that's sharper than two ed- to any two-edged sword, dividing bone and marrow, mm, getting to the amen. hearts yeah. of men.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's so, right. Society and societal remedies
1: don't do that. Right. Yeah, that's right. And what we see is ultimately from Louis, we see Louis responding in the way of the world uh, in order to gain appeasement from the world. At least that's my assumption. That's my assessment of what's going on. And the problem is we, we agree with the cry for justice, Mm -hmm. but we want the cry for justice to be consistent throughout because it seems churches like, like, like passion leaders like Louie, they only cry for justice when it's a racial issue. When it's, when it's a black guy killed by a white guy or a black guy killed by a cop, that's the only time they come out and they say anything. Um, Now, if you take that, that tweet, I guess from, from Louie, you take that and you compare that to Josh Bice's article that he wrote, you have one that says, I'm going to respond like the world. And then you have another one that says, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to be thorough. And I'm going to speak to this through the lens of scripture, Josh, like you were saying, cutting to the heart, uh, using sola scriptura. One says, I'm going, I'm going to appease the world. The other says, I'm going to take the entire situation and I'm going to speak scripture into it and get to the heart of the matter." And I don't care what the racial narrative is, hmm. what the narrative of the media is. I'm going to take scripture, the situation, and I'm going to say, "What does Scripture have to say about this, and then how should we respond?
2: yeah, and and just 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 as a point, I agree with all that. Just as a point to ease my conscience. I, I want to be careful to not to not attribute motives that that we don't know. Um, I know. Sure. I know. For me personally, and I know a lot of other. I know. I know a lot of people um, will say wrong things, not necessarily because they want the approval of the world. Although that that might be true. Um, I know. You know, like when we did the biblical counseling episode. I know a lot of people that are into the um, integration and psychology counseling, not because I think they want to do damage. They just, that's what they think the problem is. And that's what they think the solution is. Right. So, so it's, it's possible that, that, that Louis said what he said, because he wants the approval of the world. That, that is definitely a possibility. It's also possible that he sees a real problem. He has a pastor's heart, wants to fix it, but is distracted and doesn't know how and sure. he's missed
1: the mark. Sure. Yeah. That's, um, that's just why I said, you know, my my opinion, my assessment. That's, that's well, sure. Let, 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 let me sure read a follow-up.
0: Let, sure. let, let me read the follow-up, uh, because mm-hmm. I think that, that this may shed some more light on that. So a couple of days later, he he posted another video after, of course, there were hundreds of comments on the on the first uh, first post, and he said this quote, We've seen enough. What is more outrageous? The death of George Floyd while he pleaded for help. Or so many reactions and distractions, like we don't know all the information. No, we've seen enough time and time again. I don't have all the answers, but I will hurt and help in any way I can. I will not tolerate hate in my corner. I find myself on Jesus. We need you. So, 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 so. My point is this. My, my response to that is 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 as follows. Um, Louis, you're calling facts distractions, and you say you've you, you've had enough. However, you're asking for answers earlier. Uh, I read Proverbs 18 to start. You know, to start earlier, he who gives an answer before he hears it is folly and shame to him. Um, you know, the 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 response should be the whole counsel of God, proclaimed, heralded, and declared. That's what should be put forth, Josh, and and, and just what you said a second ago. That's what your staff and those under your care should be hearing from you. The, the, the gospel of, the G, of Jesus Christ is not, not or th- that is the answer, not, not political virtue signaling. We're divided not by race and not by ethnicity, but by our depravity and our sin. And, you know, you're, you're going to sit here and say that distractions are, are, and, you know, you're calling facts distractions when people are just asking you, you know why aren't you calling out all forms of injustice? You know that th- there's another pastor locally. Go, hang on, oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I was
2: just gonna say I'm confused by that because I I'm not hearing anybody who's saying that we need to wait in order to make judgment in the case of George Floyd. So nope. so that so that's leading right. me to think that that's that's again. I, and I'm trying to be gracious. I'm trying to get the benefit of the doubt. But that's leading me to think that he's he's talking about something other than racism. Because I have not heard one well, person so, say So when, when
1: we need when, to wait. Well, when the Ahmad Arbery facts. stuff came out, people were saying, wait for the facts, wait for every, we don't know everything. Yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah. But right. then when this right. comes out, he's trying to get ahead of it and say, we don't need to wait for the facts. We already know everything. And so, so he's this viewing, confusing. he's like, just so viewing, yeah. viewing people that say, we need to wait for the facts. That's a distraction um, to, to what's really going on. And I mean, and as we okay. as we've seen, the more we we do wait, the more facts come out, and it's just kind of mind blowing the facts that even about this case that have come out, yeah, um, with relationships and things like that. Sure. Well, sure, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'll you know I,
0: again, either I,
2: way, the tweet's unclear.
0: Absolutely it is. Well, yeah, and and yeah. that's what I'm saying. Let your yes be yes, let your no be no. Right. You know, you want to know how to respond. Respond with Galatians 3, 25 through 29. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. For for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free man. There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to the promise. You know, respond that way. Respond with 2 Peter 1. You know, when it says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God, you know, you say you don't have all the answers, but scripture just says that seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by. Uh, his own glory and excellence um you know i, I mean right. it, it doesn't do any good just just to say racism is bad
2: no and it's it like, doesn't do it, any good to like, say no these are distractions no they're right. not
0: yeah Stop it's like yes that.
2: we we know racism is bad tell us why racism racism is bad right. and then tell me what i can do about it mm-hmm. right? or, or, like or better yet get to the heart of the issue
0: get to the heart right. of the issue. why why racism is bad yeah yes. <laughs> yes. thank you sin. Yeah. Yes. yes yes so now there's a you know um there th- th- there was a, a quote a quote by a today by a pastor <laughs> locally <laughs> disclaimer uh, warning no no, no warning. this isn't that one this isn't that one.
2: Oh no dang it i'm waiting for that it's one. coming a, don't worry I, don't I, worry that's a good one man uh, it says uh <laughs> spicy
0: it says uh you know quote to my black friends and church members i want you to know that i see your pain and i continue to stand with you i refuse to stop ma- i refuse to stop making statements i'm committed to be a part of the solution to my white friends and church members this is our time to lead violence isn't the answer but neither is silence we must use our voices and our privileges to speak up for those who are suffering and oppressed. And so I'm like, okay, first of all, stop the segregation. Black friends and church members. No, no, no. It should be to my brothers and sisters in Christ. Period. Period. Yeah, you don't hear Paul and, and, going to my Jewish believers and to my Gentiles. No, he says there is neither Jew nor Greek. And and then to go on and say, uh, you know, the, for, to my white friends, violence isn't the answer. The last time I checked, the people that were rioting, for the most part, they were white. I'm just going to call that out. There are some there. I'm, 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 I'm not trying to get us in more trouble, but I'm just saying. Yeah, but sin to say, is we, universal. Yes, it affects thank you. everyone. Of everyone. everyone, all have sinned yeah. and fallen short of the glory of God. But then to say we must use our voices and our privileges. Well, see the problem with Come that on. is
2: is white privilege is such a it is something that you ask, you ask one person, you're going to get a different definition of white privilege from everyone that you talk to. Yep. And they range from things that I would like completely and totally be like, that's the wackiest thing I ever heard to like, okay, I think I understand where you're coming from with this, wherever you fall on that gambit, it's unnecessary and unhelpful language to use. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's especially unclear in and it doesn't the
2: help the situation, especially in the church. Again, precision of language. Yep. We need to make sure that as we are engaging in very sensitive and hot topics like this, that we are not using rhetoric or phrases that have multiple and a wide varied range of definitions. Right. Right. Right? And that's the problem with this issue. And this is the problem with engaging with this topic on the level that the world does, is that everyone has a different definition and a different solution for their definition of what the problem is. Right. Right. Scripture makes it crystal clear. Again,
0: it takes the mud
2: out of the water. Right.
0: Sola Scriptura. Right. All right. So here, here, here comes John. Is this it? This is it. Okay. So this this, dude,
2: this dude, man, this is
0: the disclaimer, uh, my man. (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, so, so this is, there's some strong language in here, but I want to read this verbatim because this, this is a quote. Not uh, strong-ish. Yeah, I know.
2: If you're six, it's strong. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so th- th- there's there's another example, uh, and this is on the opposite end of the spectrum, um, that, that needs to be called out and refuted. So there's, there's a gentleman by the name of Richard Hughes. Uh, and according to his Twitter profile, he is the preaching pastor of St. James Presbyterian Church in Greensboro, North Carolina.
2: Oh, I didn't know it was Presbyterian.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: PCUSA. Hold on, I'm looking up.
0: Sorry, you might have to. You might have to edit that. (laughs) (laughs) He said, said "I'll leave
2: it in." They're whack. Yeah, PC USA is whack. I'll I'll say it right now. (laughs) Wow. Uh,
0: So, so he said in a tweet from yesterday, May 29 2020 He said this quote: "I'm gonna say this, and I don't care how anyone feels about it. Black people, in all caps, black people need to get their black asses out of white churches." even if they're, quote, interracial, unquote, period, close quote. There is so much wrong with this statement, as this is coming from the mouth of someone who calls themselves a pastor. Uh, And and so I'm going to read a little bit of Scripture, uh, because, again, Josh is absolutely right. Scripture takes the mud out of this, all of it. Ephesians 4. Starting in verse 1, therefore, I, a prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. And that goes across the board, by the way, for everybody, all of us, being diligent, verse 3, to preserve the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit, just as also you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. And then skipping ahead to verse 25. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you with his neighbor, For we are members of one another. Be angry and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not give the devil an opportunity. He who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good so that he will have something to share with one who has need. Verse 29, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as good for the edification according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Uh, Two more verses, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted. Forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. That's clear as day to a response that a lot like that. That that is yeah. could not be any clearer. Um, you know, and and I think that also speaks to you know something that we've seen over the past twenty four hours is all all the riots.
2: Mm, all the, the anger,
0: all the anger that has taken place, and there have been some—not all, but there have been some inside, you know, on social media who, who profess faith in Jesus Christ, um, who support this, and are quoting, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. from April of '67, where he's basically giving license. To riots, he's saying things like, "As long as America postpones justice, we stand in the position of having these reoccurrence of violence and riots over and over again." Social justice and progress are the absolute guarantees uh, of riot prevention. Uh, you know, and and we've all, we've talked about Dr. King before. I don't believe he was a well. In fact, I mean, he denied the resurrection of Christ. He was mm-hmm. not a believer. Right. right.
1: He didn't. He denied uh, essential truths uh clo- what we would call close-hand issues he denied them yeah 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 like i mean right. in this
2: tweet like the there's a lot of anger in this tweet this tweet has, was stemmed from anger and giving into one's emotions instead of giving into scripture as as we should and the problem with this is that it is setting up an us and them mentality yes that is not mm-hmm. That's that right. has no place in the church yes whatsoever thank you right Amen. we see we see we see the apostle Paul calling out the apostle Peter for the us and them mentality.
0: That's right. We see, look at,
2: look at the life of Christ in the Jewish culture. During the time of Christ, there was nothing but an us and them mentality. Mm -hmm. It was the Jews and the Romans. It was the Jews and the Greeks. It was the Jews and the Samaritans. It was the Jewish people and people that had diseases. It was, it was, it was very much us. And them. you're either in the camp or out of the camp. Mm -hmm. Look at what Jesus Christ did. Look at the life of Christ. Look at who he decided to minister to Zacchaeus, Mm. a tax collector, Mm -hmm. right? Matthew, a traitor. Yeah. Of his own people. Yeah. Made him one of his close disciples. Yeah. Look at Christ going to the diseased and those that had leprosy, those that had been thrown out of the camp, touching them, healing them. Look at Christ with the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. They despised each other. Even you know, the Samaritan yeah. woman even yeah. said, There's no reason you should be talking to me. Yeah. Christ reached out to her. Look at Christ and the centurion who loved his servant, who begged Christ yes. Yes. to heal him. Look at the compassion. There is nothing but unity that comes from the gospel, mm-hmm. right? The spirit of disunity is the spirit of division. It is the spirit of The Satan. spirit of Antichrist. It is what Satan <clears throat> wants the church to engage in. And that tweet and that mentality comes from Satan.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It comes from Satan's Absolutely. hatred of God yep. and Satan's hatred of God's people. Yeah. And Satan wants to see above everything else, the image of God on earth and this relationship that Christ has with his church. He wants to see that destroyed.
0: Yeah. I, I look, look at Paul. I mean, look, look at, look at the whole, you know, the whole first part of the book of Romans. Um, you know, he deals with the extreme sin that was, uh, that you're seeing in Romans one, he, he addresses, you know, just because you haven't, you know, committed murder, malice and slander adventures of evil, uh, th- you know, th- doesn't mean that you're, you're okay. It doesn't mean that right. you have not also been judged. I mean, I, I think about what he wrote in the letter to the Philippians, you know, therefore he says, if there's any encouragement in Christ, if there's any consolation and love, if there's any fellowship of the spirit, if any infe- affection and compassion, when he says, if it really should be translated as since or because. Because there is encouragement of Christ. Because there is consolation of love. Because there is fellowship of the Spirit. Because there is affection and compassion. He says, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interest of others.
2: Well, see, and that's the thing. Just in, you know, if just when the church should be the one that is leading the charge.
0: Yes, what an opportunity! In promoting
2: unity through the gospel. What an opportunity we have here as a church to show. You know what's going to reconcile uh cultures you know what's going to reconcile hatred you know what's re- going to reconcile all of these problems that we have it's the gospel that's mm. what's going to do it instead of doing that you pull and you pull that <laughs> yeah yeah you send a tweet like that like you you have abandoned and this isn't just if you're i mean it's so much hor- more horrible if you're a pastor but as a christian you have abandoned the only thing that is going to bring Peace and yeah. reconciliation in this scenario, and you have just given in to Satan's plan to further divide the church and to use the world to do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I I, 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 could not amen that anymore, and that's, you know, and that, that's it. I mean, it's just you know the 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 example of of. Pastors, you know the qualifications for pastors and elders found in the pastoral epistles aren't just for pastors; they are for all of us mm-hmm. as believers. We are to emulate that uh, that that is that is the standard for all of us. And and you know, again, I, I mean, we we I, I'm, again I've been in the Book of Philippians a good bit recently. Philippians three, uh, you know, when we talked about this in a podcast, you know, brethren three thirteen. I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call in Jesus Christ. And if that's true of you as a believer, then r- regardless of what's happened to, you know, and forgive me for putting it in air quotes, but, you know, your people, for you as a believer, your citizenship is not of this world. Your citizenship is in heaven. My citizenship is in heaven. That's the prize. That's the goal. Christ is the goal. He is to be the pursuit. And and because of that, again, we turn to the scriptures. We turn to Romans 12 when it says that, that, that we are not to be conformed by this world, but transformed by the renewing of our minds so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. You know, then in Later on in that chapter, starting in verse 9, let love be without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to, yet again, one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence, diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation devoted in prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. You bless those who persecute. You bless and do not curse. You rejoice with those who rejoice. You weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind or soul. could also be translated, be of the same soul toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. And here's a big one. Verse 17, never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If it is possible, if possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy's hungry, you feed him. If he's thirsty, give him drink, for in so doing, you will reap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with what good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, mean, I thought, I all... thought it
2: was—I thought it was social activities. <laughs> sorry, no, not because of COVID <laughs> that changed. We yeah. no, we, we, struck, the, we struck uh, that sorry, out. Well, yeah. no, because of riding. Because of
1: riding, social distancing is no more. Um, but, <laughs> that went sorry. away real fast. Sorry, but uh, but look, when we ta- when we look at the injustices that are being done. A lot of times there is because of our emotions, right? We see what's happening and we just want to react. Mm. It, it, it's just inside us to react, to do something. Um, whether it be a, a, a husband protecting his wife or a father protecting their kid, you see something, you, an injustice, you react. Because you think, what if that was my wife? What if that was my brother? Mm. What if that was my son? sometimes we we can't well i will i will say all the time we can't react we especially believers we cannot react we have to sit and we have to wait why because vengeance is the lord's and while even are, are there people that commit crimes and injustices that get away yes yes but while they may get away in this temporal world, they yeah. will not escape the eternal Amen. wrath of God that Amen. will come after. Amen. Them.
0: And and again, our show right is called Matter of Theology, and 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 you know the majority of the people that listen to us are are, are believers in Christ, mm-hmm. and and so you know we're not. I don't expect, and I know I can't speak for these guys, but I'm pretty sure I can in this situation. I don't expect uh, those who are not of the Spirit. To respond in this way right Um, what's been extremely frustrating for me and I seriously feel like I just get kicked in the gut every time I every time I read something uh, or hear something that a that a professing believer in Christ posts and tries to defend a a, not only a a non biblical narrative but a a biologically disproven narrative um, because melanin has nothing to do with ethnicity it's actually more about it's nothing to do with blood by the way from a biological standpoint i could read some quotes from biologists i won't bore you with that but i can send them to you if you'd like um but it's not even a psychological narrative it's a socioeconomic narrative that we have been just like dr bice said it's it's we we end up becoming pawns and 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 all it does is cause division so if and that's why I wanted to talk about this because it doesn't have to be either or. Like, you know, there was something I reposted from my brother Virgil Walker, and one of the comments that I that I saw was, well, "If you're more upset uh, at the riots instead of what happened, or how people are responding instead of what happened to George Floyd, there's a pr- you have a problem." And to which my thought is, why can't it be both? Right? It doesn't have to be either or. Mm-hmm. You know, I was watching that video of what happened to George, and I was yelling let him up get off of him oh, yeah both are <laughs> sin and because both are sin we should call it out as sin absolutely absolutely and i am concerned and 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 this is and we all should be as believers in christ it isn't i'm not a pastor i'm not an elder but that doesn't mean that i shouldn't be concerned that there are believers and 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 past other pastors and elders and and people who are leaders inside the church promoting a narrative that's going to end up causing more death and more division than what happened to George. And and let me just say this. I just saw a video recently of George Floyd calling all young people to turn to God. Turn to God. He was a believer. Mm-hmm. He would not want the response that you're seeing right well, now. Well,
1: even his girlfriend of three years came out and said that. Yes, he did thing. today. Yep.
0: Yep. Yes, she did. Yep. Sorry, excuse me.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you have, here's the thing you have, you have individuals again, it's, it's the root problem is just the sinful heart and it wants an outlet and it will use any, any opportunity that it has uh, to engage in the things that the heart wants to engage in. Um, And right now it's the murder of George Floyd. It's going to be something else um, and we are seeing all of these riots and all of this, uh, murder and all this destructive behavior. And it's, it's just the, it's the sinful human heart doing what the sinful human heart does. Yeah. And it is worshiping something other than God. Um, and here's the thing, like <laughs> it was A.W. Tozer that said, a scared world needs a fearless church mm. And right now, the church is acting scared. Yeah. it's acting scared in a lot of things, um, not just not just this scenario, but a lot of the mo- the more recent uh, uh, things that have happened in our in our country, the church is acting scared and it's yeah. giving ground where it shouldn't yeah. and it's allowing um, its parameters of influence to be defined. and that's nobody's job except Christ, right.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I mean, in, in touching on George, uh, Mr. Floyd, being a Christian. Yeah. One of the things, when we look at what happened to him, the injustice that took place, we see a man that by, by all video accounts did nothing wrong. Yeah. Sure. Um or
2: at least or or you know at the very least did nothing that deserved the that, response. <laughs> that deserved that's right. That re- yeah. that deserved
1: death. Yeah. He he died unjustly. He's yes, he did. And that that man suffered and he did not need to suffer. But George being a believer in Christ. Hmm is now with the father so while we we should be outraged we should be angered about what happened we should seek justice but we should seek god's justice we should mourn and we should weep with his family but christians believers we don't mourn like the world mourns because we know that there is a hope that lies beyond this life and right now George is experiencing that hope his salvation Mm -hmm. is now complete take us home and he is he is now in glory with the father and so you who are hurt you who are outraged you who need a comforter there is one that can sympathize with George There is one that was innocent by all accounts. There was one who was beaten, bruised, his flesh ripped open, what he did not deserve, and he was murdered. But he did that voluntarily in our place. He came to take our place because that was what every one of us deserve for disobeying God. But if you need a comforter, look to the one who can sympathize with George. Look to the one who died and was murdered Mm. and did no wrong. Because if you look to that comforter, Jesus Christ, you will find him to be
0: the perfect savior. Mm, Come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. He is our elder brother and, and our perfect example. Um, and, and, and all of us, my, myself included, and and I I wrestle with this and, you know, we wrestle with this as a, as a, as, as a group of three guys where that's one of the reasons that we lean on each other. You know, we text one another, hey, I'm struggling with this, or I'm, I, I need you guys to pray for me about, about, about this, you know, but before we respond, react publicly we do need to slow down and we do need to realize that um you know again forgive the forgive the use of the term just because uh some people may listen to this and be like i i can't stand that person that said that but we have to resist the urge to believe all of the fake news that comes out the only thing that's not truly fake news is what you find in the pages of scripture what is not truly fake and, and part of a rhetoric or a narrative that can be trusted is sola scriptura, the perfect, infallible, inerrant, and absolutely sufficient for all things as it pertains to life and godliness word of God.
1: Yep, That's why in addressing this situation, you're going to run into people who know not God. They're haters of God. They don't want God. They don't believe in your Bible. But that doesn't mean you put it down. Amen. That means you continue to preach the gospel in love, because the gospel is the only thing that can transform the the heart of stone into mm. the heart of flesh. That is the gospel is the and, and so Scripture and I, and I just want to say this because we've said this as it pertains to pastors, but it, it it goes to all Christians. When when you're engaging with someone that's a non believer that hates God. The scripture that you bring forth is the only infallible part that will ever come out of your mouth. Amen. So you do not put down your Bible. You cling to it. You cling to it.
0: Well, and, and that's and, one of the reasons that I read so much scripture on the podcast. Because <laughs> my well, words are fallible.
2: It's the only thing that's worth listening to. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Uh, but and and here's the thing, you know. I, I have my opinions on what should and shouldn't be discussed or debated on social media. And we can, that's, a, that's another topic for another time. Drew. But, d- <laughs> yeah.
1: Just when I thought we were going to stop picking on me. Yeah. We that's right. away yeah. From it. nope.
2: Don't uh, get distracted. Way. Like so many in the church today, when you are having these discussions, um, whether you're having them with believers or not believers, don't get distracted from the remedy for the issues. Mm-hmm. Don't allow the world and the world's rhetoric and the pithy statements to distract you or to control the conversation or to define where the real issue is. Yeah. Your responsibility as a Christian, like Drew was saying, was to bring it back to the issue.
0: Yeah.
2: The issue mm-hmm. is not racism. No. Racism is a manifestation of the issue. That issue me being the world need for Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Right. So those are the battle lines, and those are the battle lines that have been defined clearly by Scripture. And you need to be sticking to those.
1: Yeah. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, I hope that uh, this episode, um, you know, has has been one that uh, is is helpful. Um, uh, you know, our, 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 our goal wasn't to my goal anyway, it wasn't to just call people out and, and, but, but, but to, but to again, point us back to in that very way to point us back to the Bible. And, uh, you know, again, we, we rejoice with those who rejoice and we weep with those who weep, you know, as, as. This scenario and and, and as, as things continue to play out, we weep for the family of George Floyd, the friends of George Floyd, and we weep that a brother in Christ, our brother in Christ, has lost his life uh, and should not have from a human perspective. We weep for the 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 chalvin family we weep for the officers of those involved um yeah pray for them pray for absolutely them. we need mm-hmm. to pray for them and and the gospel needs to be shared with them as yes, well yes that's right um and uh you know so so it isn't you know i hope i hope it didn't come across as just railing on 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 people and things but uh but again just trying to provide a biblical perspective so
1: well with that guys so, we are going to be getting out
0: of here We'll catch you on the well, next one. Going God's grace.